thought I should Something told me not to go All right, welcome back, everybody, to The Perfect Brainstorm, creative challenges for the creatively challenged. I am your host this evening, Houston Bodley. Uh, and I am, I'm Uriah Johnson. I'm Brian Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh man, I, you guys always come up with something good for this. And I'm, Jake. I'm just Jake Bush again. Just Jake Bush. Come on. There's no just you're more than, First of all, you're more than just Jake Bush. You are the Jake Bush. I'm the Second Jake Bush. Second of all, you're Brian's, joke, Brian's joke set us up to kind of be one in the same person. Jake. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. For today, we are one word. He's the Bobby Jake Bush. You, I am you can, Jake, you can Jake, each be a J. I'm Jake Jake Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's better. Okay. Um, yeah. As we are recording this podcast we are coming to you live on the day that the oscars were announced wait hold on i'm brian johnson that's nice (laughs) um guys the oscars (laughs) came out as in the nominations and there's no star wars on it Uh, there is for uh, at all there there is for technical achievement but not in the best which which matter like, okay. are they going to give another one to John Williams? Isn't that like tradition? John Williams has got, yeah, he's got one. No, he always gets nominated, but he hasn't won it since like the first or second one. Oh man. It's been quite He's kind of coasting at this point. Yeah. Doing it, some great it, work. It's mostly revisions yeah. of his original work at this point. I will yeah. say the, um, the music, the, the, the theme as Ray is going up the stairs on Luke's Island, that theme is used a lot, and that's a very good theme, and I kind of can't imagine Star Wars without it now. I was thinking about that. Uh, I actually went and saw Rise of Skywalker on Saturday. So, Oh, nice. Prep for the episode. They play that as um, she is sledding into the Skywalker whatever, and uh, and I was like, wow, that's a really good theme, and it's kind of like Duel of the Fates that you kind of like can't it, imagine it not it being in Star Wars. The name of that is Ray's theme. Oh, is it Ray's theme? Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, they use it quite a bit. Uh, and they use it very dramatically in Rise of the Skywalker. That is all I will say. Uh, this is kind of, but also kind of not a spoiler episode for Rise of Skywalker. So I think we have to assume that there's going to be some spoilers, even yeah. if we're not directly doing it. I, but we're I think not it's, directly doing it, but it might come out. I, I yeah. think it's one of these where like there will be present, there will be spoilers present, but it's going to be so convoluted that people won't be able to sort the spoilers from fiction. <laughs> and so they'll be like, I think that this happens in one of those movies. Cause they kept referencing it, but they also made up a lot of my, stuff. <laughs> my, my episode eight is actually just the same plot as rise of Skywalker identically beat for beat. So, uh, <laughs> well, so there will okay. be. <laughs> so for those who didn't listen to our last episode, Today is our Star Wars special. Huzzah. Huzzah. Um, let's get Star Wars a Best Picture nomination is where I was going with this joke. Oh, that made sense. That was like, way, um, that made a lot more sense than the John Williams thing. <laughs> yep. Um, so actually what I want to do is replicate whether it was directly or indirectly the process of how the sequel trilogy was made. There are a lot of jokes going around that the three movies were kind of made separate of each other. Yeah. Um, and we want to replicate that process either to show how good and smart we are at collaborating <laughs> or to show you how ridiculous the process is and make fun yeah. of it. So mm-hmm. what we did before this episode, we randomly decided, uh, an episode of the Star Wars saga that each of us would be assigned to, uh, Jake from the new trilogy is- exclusively. Yes. Um, Jake is doing episode seven. Brian is doing episode eight. I am doing episode nine. And what we are doing is rewriting those movies. The only thing we maintain is the characters that we're using and we can draw inspiration from it, but we have to write a new movie. And then whatever we write down on our Google Docs or Microsoft Word or whatever. Gets immediately uploaded to AO3. Exactly. (laughs) It is canon. It cannot be changed. We then have to pitch our movies together to each other and then together make them work with each other. So I love it. So do we, are we going to go through all three of our pitches first and then go through and sort of sew things up or, or are we going to try and like do seven, 
do eight and then go back and sew them and then move on to I say nine? we do all three. And Let's then we all three figure first. out how to get... Because like if we do all three, then we might make decisions when we're sewing yeah. up seven and eight that will also help sew up eight and nine. You know what I mean? I, I like that idea. That was okay. actually the question I was going to pose oh, and perfect. the answer I was going to suggest. Wow. So we are you guys are already sync. on the same wavelength. We're really perfect Steve. brainstorming today. Yeah, yeah, we are. Let's see how our movie pitches work out with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, now... Here, here's the last thing I would say before we start this. Let's do the basic pitch. If there are some specific details that like just kind of convolute the storytelling for right now, we can probably pass on it. But later as we get in the discussion, we can bring them up. But okay. general broad story pitch, Jake, okay. you're up. All right, here we go. Star Wars. So you don't want my like, we open on, on the Coruscant skyline. <laughs> Well, first you have to have a title crawl, so you're already off. But yes, don't do that. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, well, um, we open on a Coruscant skyline. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, no, so general points. I basically just went through and I said, what are the things that I wanted more of in the new trilogy and how do I work them all into this one episode? Um, I wanted more action from Luke, Han, and Leia. They, you know, Leia and Luke are force sensitive, so they're going to age more slowly. And so that's canon. I just made it up. Um, they, <laughs> I like, well, I want them to now. be more like active, I guess. Like they're still at it. You know what I mean? They're like Jedi ambassadors, basically. And another thing that I am retconning to uh, make things better is it kind of bugged me how at the beginning of episode seven, it like immediately introduced, it was like, hey you know how in episode six we defeated the empire now there's a new one nothing matters yeah so they're not just like the rebels up against a new empire they well, shoot are <laughs> <laughs> they are actually like presiding over the system of government that they put in place after return of the jedi what's okay, it called cool. the first order Okay, but they're the I good like guys you're saying. But they, so they actually are members of the First Order. They're like the Jedi ambassadors of the First Order, which they brought into existence. It was the result of the government that came after Episode Six. Okay. 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 So now, cut to Jakku. Ray is there. She's abandoned. She has daddy issues. She wants to know who her parents are. One day, a starship comes down, and somebody gets out, and they're like, "Hey, I will take you to meet your parents. You are someone very important." But first, I have to train you in the ways of the Force so that you're worthy. Hi, my name's Darth Maul. Whoa. Oh. So, Darth Maul he, he goes He lives down. again. Yep. <laughs> He's always alive. That's canon he, he as well. Is, he is the most dead character in Star Wars. <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate you bringing him back. So, uh, he comes down and Ray's just like, oh, so excited that she's Force-sensitive and that she's going to go finally meet her parents. Um, she starts training with Darth Maul. Darth Maul trains her as a Sith Lord on Jakku for several years before taking them to, um, to before like getting in the starship and taking her to crazy, creepy planet to meet her grandpa. Okay. Um, I'll leave that up for interpretation right now for anybody who hasn't seen the last movie. Okay. So, um, are you, Luke, so are you declaring it? Is that like canon now? Yes. That her creepy grandfather is the creepy grandfather that she has in yes. Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yes, precisely. Oh, Jake. Um, I was counting on <laughs> you to do something different. Okay. No way. Uh, here we go. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. <laughs> okay. So, okay. all right. I'm going to try to go faster. So, they're flying, and Luke and Leia and Han, they have been, like, kind of picking up with their force sensitivities that something is missed, and there's some child that has, you know, the Sith are active, and blah, blah, blah. So, they intercept Darth Maul's ship. Epic lightsaber battle, Darth Maul and Rey versus Luke and Leia on a giant spaceship. That's the coolest thing anyone's ever thought of. That's pretty cool. Okay. Good so, job. Gold um, star, Jake. Luke and Leia actually win. They chop Darth Maul in half again. And they kill Rey. And they take <laughs> Rey and they bring her in. And they're like, hey, uh, we want to train you like to be one of the good guys because you're so force sensitive and this was kind of thrust upon you you're not a sith lord blah 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 and they're like we're gonna have uh one of our best and brightest train you in the ways of the light side his name is ben okay 
Ben. Okay. Skywalker. Yeah. Solo. Solo. Yes. Yeah. Ben let Solo. me just get my, uh, <laughs> let me just get my word processor open here. Uh, <laughs> let me get some whiteout for my Google. Doc. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Uh, so then, um, Ben and Ray start training together, but she's very conflicted because he's teaching her all these things, you know, and, but he's kind of like, Hey, I get it. There's a lot of darkness in me too. And they're kind of just like this duo of like really emo, but also very strong, uh, like young kids with like a lot of potential. Okay. They fall in love. Okay. Hello. Of course. They run away to Naboo so that they can be alone. And they finally decide, hey, our parents are the worst. Why don't we just start our own government and it's going to be half light, half dark. We'll actually bring balance to the force like nobody else will actually ever do. And it's going to be awesome. Okay. Okay. So then they run away to Naboo and suddenly you have this situation where Palpatine and the Sith Lords, as well as Luke, Leia, and Han, are all just trying to hunt down Kylo and Rey for their own purposes. Okay. They finally find them on Naboo. There's another epic lightsaber battle, but it's like a three-way lightsaber battle. So I take it back. Darth Maul didn't actually die and Palpatine doesn't actually go to Naboo because he wouldn't do that. Um, Maul goes this to Naboo. This is retconned mid-movie. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Maul goes to Naboo. Luke and Leia go to Naboo and it's this kind of this thing. It's like this crazy, crazy situation where like Rey and Kylo are in love. Um, so they're protecting each other but also Kylo feels some loyalty to Luke and Leia and Rey feels some loyalty to Darth Maul and so it's just like this all-around lightsaber battle and it's just like they're all just super, super conflicted. Okay. <laughs> and um, just no one knows what they're doing. No one knows. Like, yeah, they're all kind of fighting for their own things, but nobody like wants other people to die. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, they keep fighting and finally Darth Maul reveals his evil side and he's like, Hey, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us. He gets the upper hand on Ray. He's because a he's a <laughs> because only Sith Lords deal in absolutes. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> so I'm almost done. I promise. And, uh, I'm loving so he, it. I really am loving it. It's going to ruin mine, but I, I am enjoying oh, it. It's like simultaneously helped and shattered mine completely. So <laughs> see how this lands. He gets the upper hand. Wait, who does Maul? Um, yeah. Maul gets the upper, okay. upper hand and he like knocks Ray like into this chasm. Okay. Please say high ground. Anytime like, you say upper hand, it has to be the high ground. Okay, he Maul gets the high ground by knocking Rey into go. this chasm. But she falls and she like grabs on and she's hanging there and it's very reminiscent of episode one. She kind of pulls okay. herself onto a ledge and she's trapped down there. She doesn't know what to do, right? And then there's like a cave behind her and you hear this voice and the voice says, hello there. <laughs> she turns around. Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan, Force Ghost. We've never seen it before. It's going to be fantastic. He talks to her, and he basically just teaches her about the principle of the high ground. And he's like, <laughs> don't, don't you see try. see why you're in this chasm? <laughs> She's like, and he tells her, don't try to, like, climb up there. He's got the high ground. You got to jump across and jump above him, get the high, high ground on him, and then you can chop him in half. And she basically reenacts the whole thing from episode one. And um, she does that. She chops Maul in half again. Uh, he falls down into the chasm. Uh, Force Ghost Ewan McGregor smiles as it happens and he's like so proud of her and um, then they are so okay so then she's Kylo, very trusting I will say that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Darth Maul shows she up and she's like alright she kind of does whatever she wants but like okay. what anybody wants her to do yeah. alright so then uh, they end up like all together um, Luke, Leia, Han, Kylo and Rey and they're like okay well uh, back up to our first order ship when they get a communication from the first order that says hey we're the first order we're cutting you off we're evil now we work for palpatine and they get stranded the five of them on naboo and they're kind of in trouble right and so that's like Wait, where hold on how did the first order get evil because oh, okay, i missed this piece i missed this piece in the beginning that like there's going to be this element of like luke and leia are kind of like at this point where they're like what have we created? You know, like it's gotten really, okay. really big and they're like, have we become exactly what we were trying to destroy by like creating the first order and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they are, so general Hux is actually general, but they're kind of suspicious of him. He's been acting really weird. And so they've been like wondering if he's like wheeling and dealing with Sith Lords and stuff. And so 
Hux uses the opportunity of them going down to Naboo to get Rey and Kylo as an opportunity to kind of exile them and say, no, you're not coming back. We work for Palpatine now. Got it. Um, and then they're like, crap, we need to transport, right? And right as Luke right. says, we need to transport. This is the very end of the movie. It just cuts to black. And before like the ending trumpets and credit sequence, you just hear Misa back. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the end. Oh. Okay. Wow. Um, Why did we let Jake go first? Uh, seriously. Uh, you just doubled down on so many things. I like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nope. That's it though. I mean, that's episode seven. Can, but you can do whatever you want. We can do whatever we want with this now, but that's what happens in episode seven. I will yeah. let you know right now, Brian, if Jar Jar is not dead by your movie, he's dead by mine. I can't I, kill him though. I don't have a way to kill him because I didn't know he was going to be alive. So, Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Whatever is not written down is fair game. So okay, so we can't remove anything uh, that's written down. Exactly. But, yeah, that's fair. And I think, uh, I, but I think I'm gonna save it for. Uh, I'll save it for the the connection after. I think I just want to present yeah. mine as it currently stands, and then we can work in how to kill Jar Jar. Okay, but okay. just to be clear, we've gone completely jumping the shark at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're not going for that Oscar. We're going for just we're going for what will be a memorable Star Wars series at yes. this point. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> um, no, you never know. I, I think, okay, you know, I'm saying right here in episode eight, we find out Jar Jar Binks is just a, a taxi driver. <laughs> and that's it. They need a transport, and he shows up, and he's like, hey, Misa back. I can give you a ride. And that's perfect. <laughs> that's his character in episode eight. Okay. Um, and people are people in the two years between these movies are going to be like speculating everything. The Darth R slash Darth Jar Jar is going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. He's going to be a, he's going to be a cab driver. Um, so okay, here's what I need. Here's what I need to establish to make sure I understood from yours. Yes, the first order is now evil. Yes, they were okay. Be, I can keep that then. So basically, all I did like the first order it can basically be what they were at the beginning of episode eight. I just yeah. didn't like how like at the beginning of episode seven, yeah. they were just like, Oh, there's another empire now. And I really yeah. like the idea of like, what did Luke and Leia do after episode six? It makes sense that they would establish a galactic government yeah. and that like kind of morphed in, it got too big. It got out of control. They lost control of it. And now it's evil. Right. Okay, good. Um, so now I'm going to say that they're starting a resistance. Okay. But I'm not going to call it the resistance. You know what I'm going to call it? The Rebel Alliance 2. A sequel. A sequel to the Rebel Alliance. Um, and they're going to start their first two base. Two rebels, two furious. <laughs> they are going to start their base on Coruscant. I love that we're going with a lot of prequel era uh, planets here. Yeah. I also wanted to bring in a lot of prequel elements, as you can see. Yeah. You've got to. Um, so, Okay. Resistance base is established in the underworld of Coruscant, which is no longer like a capital world, right? But it's still just a huge city. So it's just like this terrible slum, right? It's no longer like the Senate's not there. The Jedi Temple's not there. It's basically um, the Bronx of the galaxy. It's just, it's just the worst. It's like Gotham um, City. I did a quick Coruscant. calculation. I looked up the city with the highest population density on Earth, and then I multiplied that by the surface area of Earth to figure out what the population of Coruscant would be. And I came up with 23 and a half trillion people. Oh, wow. That is a lot. I, I, I just wanted to establish that so you know the stakes for what I'm going to present next. Okay? To okay. be clear, there are plenty of factories out in the boonies where Coruscant is not relevant. But either uh, way, there's going to be a yep. lot of people. A lot of people. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming a much higher population density on Coruscant than there is in Monaco. No, okay. it was it was somewhere in the Philippines, I think. Anyway. Manila? Um, it was Manila. Yep. Um, anyway, it's this bit, it's a big planet. There's a lot of people, but it's not like, it's not like shiny. Like it was in a, in the prequels, right? It's, it's very rundown. Um, where's Kylo at this point? Uh, he's just with Ray and Luke and Leia and Jar Jar. Shoot. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> um, okay. You do have, you do have the title crawl to save you for whatever exposition uh, you need to take yeah. care yeah. of. Like you can get him off Naboo with the exposition. Like. But, but I guess you can, anyway, keep pitching your thing because we can fill in those gaps later, right? 
Okay, yeah. I I'm just gonna I'm I just have to ignore what you did, and then we can fix it later. It's like yeah. it's I, I it's the only way. Okay, Kylo, who for some reason is now working for the First Order. Um, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> is helping to hunt around. down. Has helping to hunt down the Rebel Alliance too. Um, he is able to sense his apparently both of his parents who are alive now. Um, on Coruscant. I was I was like very confident that Han would at least be dead. Nope. Uh, so Han's not really in this movie, but he, he is kind of. Uh, so anyway, he's able to sense them, and so he's able to point the first order. He tells Hux, "Okay, they're on Coruscant," but he can't like quite detect more than that, right? Like he can't he can't distinguish them among all those people and like where exactly. So, what the first order does is it creates picture a uh, scarif from Rogue One that there's like that that like gate to get into the atmosphere. Oh yeah. Okay, but then imagine there's like two crossing like Halo style halos around the planet. Okay. that then create a shield around the entire planet and no one can come or go. So yes. it's a blockade, but it's a more extreme blockade that like you can't you cannot get through like unless you shut down the siege thing. basically. Exactly. So the planet is under siege and uh it's basically made clear to the people that if they don't don't reveal this resistance, this terrorist organization that uh that all trade will be cut off from the planet and they'll all die basically. Okay? So that's what they're threatening. So that's sort of their super weapon, which is really our the first super weapon in the trilogy now, um, nice. which uh, is kind of nice, kind of refreshing that uh, you didn't do it's, one. It's not another Death Star. Yeah. yeah. I and like I, I specifically wanted a super weapon that was not another Death Star, but could still be very dangerous. So good call. Anyway, you did a good job. Thanks. That's my gold star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you get kay. two, actually. <laughs> so the, the scene we have is uh, Kylo and Leia. Um, they like they have a similar connection as Ray and Kylo in the movies, not not as extreme. It's not like Force Skype, but they can like sense each other, right? Force and like, Skype. um, so they they sorry, are able who to is f- this? Repeat this that is, again, real quick. This is Kylo and his mother Leia. Yes. Okay. They are. Uh, is he? Is his name Kylo? Even anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that when yeah. we get to they they yeah. they meet yeah. up on Coruscant. Um, not, not at the location of the base, but she meets him and they talk and she says, Hey, this is crazy. You know what's going on? And Kylo explains, and I guess this is also something that happened between the movies is that he has a dark Lord master. Okay. Oh no. no, Did he have one? I mean, Snoke. Wait, you never said Snoke. You mean in real life? Did, did Kylo? No, I mean. I mean, in your pitch. Oh, in mine, he like basically. No, he did not. He did not have. He never had a master on the dark side. Not that we um, know. I'm going to make it Maul though. I I never wrote in who it was because I wasn't sure if it was going to be Snoke or Palpatine, depending on who was alive. I'm not introducing either of them. It's going to be Maul still. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so you're saying Darth Maul is also Kylo's master? Kylo's master, in or at least to was Ray's master. Wait, wait. Is he, he still mastered Ray's master? Both of them. So, Darth Maul was Ray's master before right, Kylo ever met her. Right. What about late? Like by the end of your movie? By the end of my movie, um, Darth Maul is dead, and Ray is nope. now with. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do. I'll, I'll I'll go with Snoke. <laughs> okay. So, no. Here's here's an easy out. We've never Time seen jump. Sith ghosts. <gasps> Darth Maul could be a Sith ghost, and they are a red hue instead of a blue hue. That's cool enough that I'm I'm going with that. Okay. Okay. Can I can I interject something real quick? Yes. I, I yeah. almost now that we're doing this, there's a part of me that almost feels like it's easier to fill in the gaps as you're telling the story, because then we don't have to like come back and try to remember everything that we said. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling. Let's just let's kind of okay. work at that as we're doing it. I feel okay, like when, when you can bring up you can bring up your points, Brian, and then we can tr- figure out how to fit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I will say, Houston, you are not allowed to help yourself at this point, though. You're not <laughs> yeah. allowed to to plant anything that helps you. Okay, that's fair. That's the only you can help connect back to to Jake's though. The um, red hue Sith ghost does nothing to my plot. It's very so. cool though. Um, that's super it's a cool. very like cool image. It's way cooler than uh, life support Palpatine. Um, <laughs> so red force ghost Darth Maul. Wow, probably doesn't work for my story, but let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> okay, so hey, Luke caught lightsabers as a Force ghost. Darth Maul here, can probably do more because he's got the which, dark side. By the way, basically means that death means nothing. You know what oh, I mean? For reals, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, also, so, it was just a big middle finger to Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. Here's what I'm adding. You. There's there is a ten year time jump between episode seven and episode eight. Okay. Ooh. That's the okay. only way any of this makes any sense. Okay. So, Kylo has disappeared. We, we knew that he had darkness inside him. You did introduce that. Yes. And now he's coming back to Leia and saying, "Hey." I've been working with the first order, the evil first order. I've got, I, I am like a Sith. I'm, I'm, there's only ever two Sith. I'm the apprentice right now. I have this master. I want to come back to the light, but I have to kill my master first. Okay. That's basically the plot, which is why nice. Darth Maul as a ghost really doesn't work, hmm. even though it's very cool. Wait. So maybe it should be Snoke. What if it was the first? Star Wars movie where they have to figure out how to kill a force ghost. <laughs> All right, I'm back on board. I'm back on board. Okay. He says, my my master is in a half, he's in a half dead state, but he's still powerful. Like mostly just because I want Houston to have to sort that out. <laughs> how, how to kill, kill a, a force, force ghost. ghost. Yeah. Okay. Make them go away forever. I'm yeah, okay. working on that as we speak. Okay, perfect. So what he says is, I need help from you guys from the, the the light side force users I can get you off the planet because I in my shuttle I can go wherever I want right I can get through the blockade yeah. so he offers to help them in exchange for them helping him to destroy his former master okay okay which is let's say he's a half ghost at this point he's sort of he's is in some sort of weird Voldemort half-life <laughs> the top half he's, of him yeah. is live the bottom half is ghost <laughs> that's what I was gonna well, say well the bottom half is already a robot Okay. Yeah, now it's a now it's a ghost robot. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, Darth Maul, man. Okay. So wait, wouldn't it make more sense? Wouldn't it make more sense if, like, by dying again at the end of episode seven, the top half would be a ghost and the bottom half would be a physical robot, and that's how he's still kind of like alive. Like they oh. just have to go destroy the robot part of him, and he's got to have like. A Futurama Kate water case for his head. Like, perfect. Think about okay, it. There it is. It's crazy. Like, if someone who has like bionics in them dies, like, do they become like force ghosts attached to a physical object? Or uh, Anakin. Are... Anakin is pretty pretty whole in his force ghost. Yeah, that's true. But he's he's a Jedi. That's different for Sith. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's a that's... specific dark force m- maneuver. Is yeah, that you that's, can keep your robot appendages. You can basically like <laughs> attach to a piece of technology, and that's how you stay alive. Okay, it, cool. It's a glitch in the system. Mm-hmm. Or Perfect. rather, a Sith in the system. That sounds a little like glitch, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so here's the thing. They need to track down an ancient Sith temple on the planet of Cantonica. Does that mean anything to you two? Um, Is it supposed to? It's the planet where Canto Bite is, because I'm redeeming Canto oh. Bite. Wait. Um, okay. Okay. So um, there is a Sith temple there now. So Leia puts together a group. This it's all Force folks. Okay. So it's Leia. It's Ray. It's uh, I guess Finn doesn't exist. Well, uh, no, Finn can. This is where I'll introduce Finn, and he's also a Force user. Finn uh, did have to be in episode seven because it was yeah. clear you had to have all the characters. We don't have to focus on them in the yeah. storytelling, but he was in episode seven at some point. Yeah. He, um, he was a part of that. We'll just say he was a part of the first order. Oh, he could have been a good stormtrooper that turned into a bad stormtrooper and then left the first order and became the Finn that we know. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. But also he has the force. Nice. No which we find out in this movie, apparently. Um, and then also Rose Tico comes because she is from Canto Bite. And so she's going to come help with ambassador type stuff for Leia because Leia is treating this also as a diplomatic mission to get help from a system, right? So okay. they go on this mission. They, I, I was thinking this was going to be Ray, Ray and Kylo's only chance to get to know each other, but it sounds like they already do. So it's kind of them reuniting. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two style, like Admin and oh, Admin Panikin. Um, <laughs> Panikin. That's what they would name their kids. <laughs> Panikin's a great name. Uh, that's a great ship Panikin name. Panikin at the disco. Panikin <laughs> at the disco. So, <laughs> so Ray and Kylo, they're like reunited, and they have like some stuff to work through, right? Which is yeah. interesting. Oh man, that's gonna be like um, a, that's gonna be like a tear jerking reunion. 
Yeah. Um, so then they get to Canto Bite. Leia takes Rose and Finn to the diplomat office or whatever, the embassy. I don't know. Uh, and, and goes and they have some meeting and they're talking about, hey, you know, we need to ally people to our cause. The First Order is taking over. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Ray and Kylo are in charge of figuring out where the Sith Temple is. Um, and they get closer and they look out over the city and they kiss. Aww. And uh, it's the worst. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just the worst. But at least we've earned it. We've been building this up over two movies, right? Yeah. And it looks just like the scene on Naboo, except they're overlooking a beautiful city, which is even more beautiful than a lake to me. Can there be a scene where so, <laughs> can there be a scene where uh Ray levitates a pear up in the air and <laughs> instead of levitating it onto Kylo's fork, Kylo levitates the fork toward the pear and then the the fork spears the pear in midair and then just falls to the table. I, I, I wish <laughs> I was sure that you were going to say that, that Kylo just jumped up and bit it out of, out of midair. <laughs> oh, nice. I love pears. Oh, goodness. Uh, okay. Something like that happens. They don't have yes. like a nice little estate to hang out on, though, for this. So it may be okay. a little harder to work in. Maybe they pick one up from a street vendor. That could be fun. Yeah. Okay. They figure out where the Sith Temple is, and they reunite, and they head out. Okay. In the meantime, back on Coruscant, okay, Poe Dameron is leading a strike force to, to well, first, they have to go up on the Halo shield thing, get the plans to the shield generator, go back to the planet or send a different team to the shield generator to destroy the shield generator that's generating the shield for the shield that's around the planet. Okay. I'm glad you introduced Poe, finally. Yeah. This is what Poe would be doing. Um, I, and Luke I, is also going to go with that that team. Nice. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I want to I want to set up Poe a little bit of what he was doing in Episode Seven. He was not part of the First Order. He was actually part of like just he, he so, ooh 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 ooh. He was a pod racer who did <gasps> who didn't support the First Order. And so when Luke and Leia got down to Coruscant and they were like, we need a we need a good pilot. They talked around and they got introduced to Poe, who was this champion pod racer, and he was like, the First Order? That's, that's no different from the Empire. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love that he's a non-Force-sensitive human pod racer, which has been established to not be possible, but whatever. Um, it works anyway. Is that written down on your Google Sheet or your Google Doc that my, he's a pod racer? My Google Doc? Yeah. No, or whatever. I thought, you're... I thought we could add to the Doc. Yeah, we're adding. Okay, well... I'm just saying it because it might cut. Well, you know what? It just adds more flavor to Poe Dameron in my movie. So perfect. Okay, cool. Um, but he he's in charge of, of running this whole thing. Luke Skywalker is now going to take on a Obi-Wan in episode four role of sneaking around on the Death Star uh, and pulling random levers. Uh, and that's going to be fun for the for the fans. Love it. Um, and basically like that's it I don't need to add more details to that right like that's we've seen that before it's we're just building on everything they've been doing up until this point you know Death Star blow it up oh they built another Death Star this time it has a shield generator oh now it's you have to unlock the shield generator and then anyway that's there's nothing more interesting to say about that mission other than Chewie and Lando are there because why weren't they introduced earlier <laughs> seriously seriously like Billy D. Williams could have died like, anyway. Irresponsible. Why didn't they bring him in sooner? Anyway, he's there. Uh, also, then, why didn't Lando respond to Leia's call at the end of episode eight? Food for thought. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I the other question that. is why why anyone responds in episode nine as opposed to eight. They why? have a whole discussion about it, but it never explains what has changed that makes why? people come in episode nine. Why is Lando just able with his... Okay, he does have some soothing melodic voice vocal yeah. cords going on. But how is he able to take like a spin around the galaxy in 15 minutes and be no like, idea. hey, everyone, I got everyone <laughs> and their dog in a pod racer ready to fight. Let's go. I, I think I think the message was that the battle, battle of Crate actually did work to inspire people. And so all he had to do was just ask again. That's the only thing I can figure. I talked about this with my nieces and nephew when we went and saw it on Saturday. 
Makes sense. And that's the only thing that has changed between the first time and the second time is the fact that they they won quote unquote won that battle. Okay. And I'll tell you this hope. much: that's not happening in my version. Okay, cool. That's not my Star Wars. Hashtag not, not my Star not Wars. My Star Wars. Um, okay, they get to the Sith Temple, um, and this is a cool part where uh, I'm stealing this from Rebels. There's a Sith Temple they have to get into where they have to like work together to like open alternating doors with the Force, so you can't do it with just one person. So it like makes sense why Kylo had to bring these extra Force users. So he wasn't lying about that. He really did need these people to come help him. Um, which is which is nice for the audience to know, right? Like, oh yeah, he, uh, you know, he was telling the truth. He really did need them for this. Uh, he is going to the Sith Temple. Um, but they get in there. We find half dead Darth Maul, but he's more powerful than ever. Oh, no. He's also got he's also got a big mech suit. Ooh. That's helping him. It's not him. Like we are, we already established what he looks like, but he's got like a big old robot that's with him. I love and it. And they have a cool fight, and Kylo is gonna lose. And I think I'm establishing at this point that Ray is completely untalented. <laughs> <laughs> like she, like she is force sensitive, but she's not like good at fighting. Okay. Um. And yeah, that doesn't matter. But I'm saying it, I guess. Um. I'm like completely derailed from my notes. Let me just uh, <laughs> let me just figure out where I am here. I'm I'm okay. it up. So. Okay, here's here's here's. Let me wrap this up. Kyle is fighting. He is losing. Um, Darth Maul kills Leia. Okay. Okay. And then Kyla goes into a rage, kills Maul and the robot. The temple starts to crumble. They escape. Kylo carrying Leia's body. Okay. So this is all happening. It's like they're kind of escaping okay. Indiana Jones style. Uh, they have a funeral for Leia. Um, Wait, as they're, they're can, can Kylo be dressed up like Indiana Jones as an homage to his father? That's pretty cool. I actually was picturing him dressed in the in Anakin's weird poncho uh, Ooh, from episode two. That's good. Yes. But he does have an Indiana Jones hat. Okay, perfect. Um, and they're escaping and Leia's dead and they have a funeral for her and there's like this this like nice little group standing around honoring her death uh, but Kylo steps away for a minute and he uh, he he looks very you know distraught right his mother just died mm-hmm. and he has just conquered his old master and so he's in this this really weird place and so obviously what's going to happen is Ray goes to comfort him right and they're they're talking and and she says i'm sort of (laughs) (laughs) something wonderful has happened kylo (laughs) (laughs) okay i think i think we actually have to establish that his name is just kylo solo Solo. kylo solo we've been calling him kylo the whole time we haven't done anything with the knights of ren so my thought i think his name is kylo solo which is the dumbest name all right, so here's I can retcon that with my episode. So when, what? If, what if his name is Kyle? Kyle Solo, Kyle. which he shortens to Kylo, which was Ben Obi Wan Ben Kenobi's second middle name was Kyle. <laughs> Obi Wan Kyle Kenobi. Obi Wan Benjamin Kyle Kenobi. What if his name is Kenobi Solo, which he shortens to Kylo? <laughs> there we go. Kenobi Solo. I named you after the two bravest men I ever met. Albus and Severus. <laughs> Wait, wrong story. Nope, Kenobi and Han Solo's last name. Anyway, because it's your dad. <laughs> anyway, um, so they're they're about to have this this nice moment, and this is like you are you are sensing this is like the Ewok scene. Uh, things are winding down. They're playing the stormtrooper drums, and uh, you think it's just gonna be like a nice like Luke and Leia talking at the very end and comforting each other, that kind of thing. But he then turns to Ray and he says, I guess that makes me the supreme leader now of the First Order. Now you can be my apprentice. Come, rule the galaxy with me. And then she's betrayed and she uh, she leaves with the rest of the group. Wait. And uh, okay. the strike teams are successful on Coruscant and everything. Okay, so Ray doesn't go with Kylo. Nope. I, I, and I also, I... I left that intentionally open on Kylo, whether or not he's just having a moment of like, hey, we really could like just like take over and make things good, 
or is he really evil? So I, I'm leaving that completely open. Uh, so Ray for sure doesn't leave with Kylo. She leaves with with Rose and Finn uh, and goes back to the. Oh, guys, you're just maybe I set <laughs> myself up for this. <laughs> I feel like everything I've got is going to contradict what we've so got going I, on. I had to do a Ryan Johnson twist that was only a good twist for the sake of doing a twist. Yes. Which was the whole theme of episode eight. So. um, Oh, go ahead, Jake. No, was, okay, so just to recap. Episode seven is basically. <laughs> never mind. There's no way I could recap this. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> they, hold on. Hold on. Let's try. So Luke and Leia established the first order after episode six. Yes. Cool. Um, uh, Darth Maul then, takes Ray as an apprentice. Yes, Luke and Leia track down Darth Maul, and they get Ray back from her, and they give her yep. over to Kylo so that Kylo can start training her as a good Jedi. Ray okay. and Kylo. At the same time, they're realizing that the First Order was a bad idea. Yes, exactly. they start trying to downsize it, but then Hux takes over and hands it over to Palpatine. Yes, precisely. who's not in my movie? Precisely. How do we Wait, incorporate hold Palpatine? Yeah. Hold on. You did establish Palpatine in the first one, and I forgot about it. Basically, it I had written the... in. Or, I originally wrote in that Palpatine would be the bad guy if he had been introduced. So, so, so everything with Darth Maul is Palpatine instead. Yeah, I, we, we can have that as a fun moment on our podcast, but I think uh, we'll replace that with Palpatine. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah. Ma- the only setup that I had for Palpatine in mind was that Maul was working under Palpatine and that Palpatine okay. was wheeling and dealing with Hux to get control of the First Order. Okay, cool. So that, that, that's all great. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the first line I've got here is Ray and Kylo have joined forces to take on... <laughs> <laughs> so this is like... So it's, it, this is basically like a romantic drama where they're like on again, off again, like yeah. relationship. Another 10-year time jump. They're 40 years old. <laughs> We're going to age him up a little bit. 15-year-old kid. <laughs> no, let me just give you some of the bo- bullet points and then we okay. can piece it together. So Here we go. Basically, the whole premise of mine is that Ray and Kylo have joined forces. They've broken off <laughs> from both the equivalent of the First Order and the equivalent of the Galactic Galaxy, which I had totally in mind. That Wait, the- they break off from the entire galaxy? <laughs> As in, or like the Galactic Senate. I mean, okay. okay. Um, so what I had in mind is Ray has learned from Luke that Jedi's are hypocritical in a sense, and she took it to the extreme. Uh, Kylo has learned that too much evil and just evil for the sake of evil is not good. They want to actually establish something. Uh, their whole plan now is to get rid of an overarching Imperial Senate or Empire or Galactic Senate. Like the whole so they're thing. anarchists. Not fully. Like they, okay. their whole thing is let's let each planet govern itself, kind of keep to itself. Uh, okay. Obviously, there might be wars, but it's a little bit of this uh, capitalistic idea of like the strongest will survive. Uh, and our hope. So they're libertarians. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Or actually, completely yes. It's getting okay, into cool. broad. <laughs> Uh, political implications here. Okay, I'm you know the to... you know the Galactic Civil War was really about planets' rights. So, <laughs> <laughs> so their whole thing is like we're destroying because I had envisioned that whatever you did this great, Jake. You established the First Order was started by Luke and Leia and Han and all those people. It was the big Galactic Senate of this saga or of this trilogy. Yes. Um everything was going to fall under it except that people were rebelling because no government is perfect. There's always going to be flaws. We're going to get into a lot of philosophical debates about whether the galactic Senate is any better than the empire, which it is because they're not executing people willy nilly, Yeah, but it always leads to more war, uh, which is a point that Kylo gives to Ray to persuade her to now that Whoever the big bad of episode eight was, which I was kind of envisioning this as, okay, Snoke is dead. I am in charge now. Snoke doesn't exist. But it works out because it's Palpatine. He's dead. Kylo is in charge. That works perfectly. Um, 
but I don't care about this absolute corruption. It's just, it's defeating the purpose. Like, I left my family because Luke tried to kill me. We haven't established that in this universe, but he's just, like, anti-Leia, anti-Luke at this point. Okay. Um, is against everything they want. So they're doing that. At the same time, uh, whoever's left, so at this point it would be Luke and Han, are leading the the good faction of the First Order that's left. Included in that is Poe and Finn. They are big uh, proponents of that. On the other side is going to be the other faction that is evil, that is the leftovers from Palpatine, which is essentially... Hux. Hux. I want to bring back Captain Phasma. She is included in that. Hmm. Cool. Um, They are very crippled after all of this. But so is the Galactic Senate, or the good part of the First Order. So we've got, like, this three-way war going on. We've got Kylo and Rey leading this rebellious group, of which the Knights of Ren have joined back up with Kylo. Nice. And they are kind of their council, if you will. And they actually have lightsabers like they do in that vision. Um, oh, yeah. They have lightsabers in the vision? I totally to forgot about that. Yeah. So those are bad. I actually thought they never had lightsabers. That's interesting. Okay. I'm pretty sure they do. I could be wrong. Um, so they are leading that. And then at the same time, three-way war. Uh, General Hux, we're going to explore that whole army and just like the idea about corruption and power and evil and what like really inspires people to be dictators. And they're going to start questioning everything because now they're at the stage of like, Okay, so Kylo's gone. Palpatine's gone. We don't have, like, this huge dictator figure. Do we actually really want all power and control over the galaxy? Or were we mostly just scared and just Mm. being loyal uh, suck-ups, essentially? Okay. And so they are being primed to have an intervention with Ambassador Finn, who was formerly a stormtrooper. They are gonna. Cool. He is I like that. going to lead a mission with Rose to capture Captain Phasma, the second in command over the whole uh, bad faction of the First Order now. So she's kind of like the Masa Meda from the prequels, just sort of like the right hand, exactly of of the Emperor. Okay, cool. Because I want some like good dialogue scenes between Finn and Captain Phasma, who was formerly his leader and like basically yeah. trained him in the ways and him bringing his insight of like, Hey, all this propaganda, it's not worth anything. And then that there's some sort of like counter mission to recapture captain Phasma. But then she brings her discussion insights from Finn to general Hux persuades them in the end of the movie, they're going to team up with the remaining faction of the first order. Mm. That's down the line. Okay. The, the good side of the First Order is very weak. So we're going to dig into Poe Dameron's backstory. He wasn't a spice okay, here we go. He wasn't producer. a spice smuggler because we already had a smuggler in this universe called Han Solo. Right. What we are going to have is a main He's character. He's a pod racer. <laughs> he is a pod racer now. <laughs> um, we are Just going to a have hobby, a main good <laughs> character who used to be a Mandalorian and forsook it. <gasps> okay. He and that's Poe, and that's Poe. You're saying that's Poe? That's that, very cool. That's Poe. Uh, he gave up the ways of the Mandalorian and went into pod racing, and then went into the fr- helping the First Order. <laughs> uh, uh, pod racing is quite the cause to leave the Mandalorian Order for. Just really liked it, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, he, in order to gain help with this cause, he has to reach out to his former master. No familial relation, because we don't need to make everyone related. But he has a father figure. He has to reach out to Pedro Pascal's uh, character from The Mandalorian, who is Daenerys. The Mandalorian. He is the Mandalorian. The titular Mandalorian. Okay. One might say that. Most people would. Uh, And he has to convince him to help with fighting these two opposing armies. And he gets some life lessons from Pedro Pascal, who teaches him about the problems that were formerly faced by the Senate, or okay. part of the Senate, and they have more philosophical discussions. That's a big theme of what I want from this. Okay. Um, nice. 
and he. I like that we we both took things from the prequels, like like pod racing and uh, romance, and you took politics. Yes, and and deep That's long discussions. I like need. it. It it rhymes like poetry. It really does. <laughs> and you learn that there is no perfect government. It's all going to be crap, and it's all going to have weaknesses, and it's all going to fall apart if people let it. Wow. But that's where the Kylo dark. and the Ray situation comes in. Okay. They are leading this excursion to fight off the First Orders and liberate the galaxy in their mind. But they're having some difficulties because all these armies are just completely underwhelmed at this point. The Knights of Ren, uh, they suggest, why not go for a higher power? You know that Palpatine figure? who is in episode nine, so I have to include him in this movie. <laughs> who just died in ep- in our version of episode eight. Yeah, what if we revived him? What if we used our force powers to find a way to bring back a ritual and we can presumably control him because he's in our debt at this point. What if okay. we used him to gain the power we need to finish off this conflict we are having? Ray then is the counter argument to this of like, no, that we're just becoming the exact thing we were fighting against. They are dictator-like. And it's this whole Machiavellian debate of do the ends justify the means? She, for a long time, uh, is just on her own, and she is trying to reach out to Poe and Finn and help them. Um, And then eventually, Kylo uh, decides to also betray the Knights of Ren, after he figures out that they have found a way to revive Palpatine. So he's trying to escape <laughs> their clutches okay. to warn Ray and the other people of here's what is happening. Uh, he gets away barely. Like he gets almost obliterated by the Knights of Ren. But he gets a message to Ray. They bring the combined forces of the First Order and the bad First Order. The good and the bad First Order. The back to one order. <laughs> okay. Because this is what you get. The final me. order. The final the last order. order. This is the final order. They are going to take on the Knights of Ren, who at this point have resurrected Palpatine. But because they did some weird voodoo Sith magic, he is more powerful. He drains their life force. He is the sole remnant of the Sith at this point. Okay. And then they have an epic fight of which I didn't know if Luke or Han was going to be in at this point. Uh, so we'll have to figure out something for them to do because I thought they would be dead. What if uh, what if they're the we're, what if they're sort of like the the thing to show how powerful Palpatine is that he just zaps them and they're dead. Ooh, that could be good. <laughs> they what if to set up the stakes, you know? What if the message is uh, ben sends out a signal to Luke. He has to make amends with Luke because he felt like Luke betrayed him in the past. That's why he originally went to the dark side. They have a good uncle-nephew moment and make amends, and Han helps him out. And they go and fight, and Palpatine kills him. And then kind of coerces... Wait, Palpatine kills who? Luke and Han. Luke and Han. In oh. one stroke. That's how you know Whoa. he's all-powerful at this point. And he is about to kill Kylo... When the combined forces come in, they have an epic battle to conclude the series, and they realize that what really matters, what this whole saga is about, is family. Because governments can falter. All family. They all have weaknesses. But what matters is the morals that people hold true to their hearts. And if you start with loving people in your family and tr- teaching them the right ways, and even if you come from a broken family, you can find family around you friends are the family you choose and that's what the central message wow. of star wars is all about it's also a very disney theme <laughs> why well, yeah i was gonna say this became yeah. very disney at the end here but, but like I'm okay with that which is exactly how my dad described episode nine actually but the skywalker saga is all about one family and they draw on the inspirations of luke and han and leia and the lessons they taught them and they use that bond and friendship to overcome their differences to take down Palpatine, who is revived and better than ever until they beat him. And then All right. they establish a peaceful Senate, but this time focusing on good morals and starting at the root level. You know, there it is. Can I can I uh provide some insight here? 
Yes. Let's I was expecting it. this to be more difficult than it ended up being. And I think we just proved that this is basically what Disney did with the new trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> they just got three different guys. Or I guess two different guys. We're like, hey, write some movies and we'll piece it together. And then it just did that. I mean, now that I think about it, that's also how J.J. Abrams does the Cloverfield series. People pitch him movies and he's like, that's a Cloverfield movie now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that happened with Star Wars. Probably. Someone came with like, hey, I've got this great idea. He's like, that's okay, but now it's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> we'll just stitch it together. Uh, you, know who we didn't, you know who we didn't bring in? Our characters from Star Wars stories, um, a Star Wars story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all right. That's Ahmed Beck, Ahmed Beck shows up, <laughs> and he's Kylo Ren. He takes off his mask at the very end. Is there any storylines <laughs> we want to wrap up from what we pitched? I have no idea what happened in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's the biggest one: How do we connect? Even in Ray mine. joining up with Kylo, actually. So I, I think that like yeah, I think it should just be a major theme throughout like all three movies. The Ray is just very, very conflicted, right? Because she was yes. raised, she was raised by Maul. She's in love with Kylo, and so she's kind of like she's continuously going back and forth, you know. And so it's like not surprising when, like, at the end of Episode Eight, like Brian said, and Ray's like, or Kylo's like, "Cool, like, we killed the Sith Lord. Like, now we can, you know, rule the galaxy." And she's like, "No, I don't think that's okay." But then, like, twenty minutes later, she's like, mm, "Okay." Yeah, she's just very well, decisive. Well, and one thought I had: we we can add some dialogue for her that is like, um, you know, talk to me again when you've got your head on straight, right? Like that's not a good offer, but I want to work with you. Know what I mean? Ooh. Like, like obviously we have a connection personally, and I would love to do something with that. But you're not thinking straight. Your mom just died, and like to to sum up, like to, to kind of help reach um, Houston's point at the end of his movie, there can be a moment where Kylo's like why did you come back for me? And she goes, dark, light, all that matters is family. <laughs> and then Vin it's Diesel perfect. comes in with exactly. a he's, purple lightsaber and he's like, it's all about family. And he kills Palpatine. I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but sure. <laughs> what Vin Diesel is? I know what a Vin Diesel is. <laughs> I don't know. Why. You found a wild Vin Diesel. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what you were referencing is what I mean. Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and the Furious. Oh, okay. I mean, um, it's a big thing to say, oh, it's that. all about family. Nice. Um, here, I take back Han being killed by the Emperor. Okay. And it's just like... I love that Han's going to survive this trilogy. Han is going to survive this trilogy. It makes no trilogy. sense in the real world. Because <laughs> I really want him and Lando to team up in the Millennium Falcon and yeah. have an epic space battle in it. Yeah, I, I don't think I said where Han would be during the, the assault on the ring. But uh, he, he can definitely be a part of that with Lando. I think we made some... Do you have names for your movies, guys? Um, I have one for mine. Uh, start with Jake. I think we, we should have Star one. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force of Love. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Um, that's weird because mine is also called Star Wars Episode 8, The Force of Love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, mine was Shadow of the Force. Ooh, that's good. Um, that's good. It sounds like a video, a Star Wars video game. I think there was a video game. That, oh, maybe. I think it was Shadows of the Empire or something. something. Like that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Which is literally what I was just about to say for my title until I remembered it was a video game. Nice. Uh, I just Googled Shadow of the Force. I did find uh, Shadow of the Force Chapter 1, a Star Wars plus Harry Potter fan fiction on fanfiction.net. So, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I have one more uh, adjustment to make. To my, okay. to my story. Um, and this is going to be a very uh, niche uh, uh, kind of shout out to one of the best pieces of the Star Wars universe. So since we kind of didn't even come back to Jar Jar, I'm okay with Jar Jar just not making an appearance in episode seven. That's fine. I did the math and he would be like 89 years old anyway. Um, so what they do is they just go into like Naboo, like a city on Naboo and they just find a pilot who will like take them to Coruscant, right? But they only get halfway and they break down and their pilot goes, uh-oh, looks like somebody damaged the hyperdrive. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a funny reference to anyone. I love that though. Have you seen that, Houston? I haven't. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. What is the name of that movie? It's, called, it's the Arl. No, 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 no. It's not the Arl. It's not Arl. It's the. It's like a. It's like a fan made Star Wars yeah. short story film, like short film. No, it is not a short story. It is a feature length film really? on YouTube. Yeah. Oh man. It is very long and it's so boring. But <laughs> and all of the acting is like they're not native English speakers. I think they're Swedish. Oh yeah. yeah. And they all talk like that. Looked like somebody damaged a hyperdrive. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I was not expecting that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Okay. Perfect. Jar. Yeah. Okay. Looks like someone something damaged a hyperdrive. <laughs> is our series any better than Disney's? Uh, no. <laughs> but would it sell? We got the Raylo kiss in sooner. But would it, the Raylo kiss is better. <laughs> would it sell any less tickets? No. No. It would s- no. sell the same amount of tickets. So we succeeded. I'm gonna find this film. Hold on. I need to recommend this movie. While you're doing that, I will say though that this was a fun exercise. Yeah. We did yes. exactly more or less what we expected to have happen in this. Yeah. And it just turns out times. you can't trust other people to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it is called Star Wars Threads of Destiny. It is a 2014 fan film created by fans of George Lucas's Star Wars saga. Perfect. And it is wild. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Looks like something damaged the hyperdrive. Like somebody damaged the hyperdrive. It has a Wikipedia page. This came out in 2014. Did we find it when it was brand new? We must have. That was like... Yeah, it was wow. fresh. Okay, cool. So we're at an hour. Brian, do you want to tell us where we can find ourselves? Yeah, we are on the internet at perfectbrainstorm.net, um, on Twitter uh, at perfbrainstorm, on Instagram at perfectbrainstorm, and on Facebook. Just go to our website, perfectbrainstorm.net, and you'll find all those links and more. What's our next topic? Is it mine? I think so. It sure is. You know what's coming up? It's the Super Bowl. That's right. It's Super Bowl time. <laughs> so Brian, and it's time for me. It's time for me to have a, a, a football episode. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, you've told me that you're going to do a Super Bowl episode. I have been teasing you with this for weeks, and I am so terrified of what you're going to do because I know it's not going to be good. Um, no, it's going to be fun. It's it's not anti-football. It's just non-football. Let me explain. Yes. The Super Bowl is is significant to American culture for more than just football, right? Like it's it's one of the biggest just like events that there is, right? It's one of the greatest mm-hmm. televised events. It's huge. Yes. Like the ad revenue is crazy. It's it's a big event whether or not you like like the Super Bowl, right? And I used to love watching the Super Bowl. I used to kind of like football, and then I still liked watching it for a while after I stopped liking football just cuz the ads were funny, and now the ads aren't as good as they used to be. What I want is something to air at the same time as the Super Bowl that people who don't want to watch the Super Bowl can watch. You can put them on, put both of them on at the same party, maybe. But uh, so what you're suggesting is total chaos. No, no, no. I well, let's let's figure out how to make it not total chaos. Maybe there's no audio. So wait, 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 wait. Or maybe it's only audio. <laughs> it, it's 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 I a four-hour-long can... silent film, is what you're suggesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Some televised event that uh, that can be on at the same time as the Super Bowl, um, so that the rest of us have something to watch. Does it have to be the, on at the same time as the Super Bowl, or it can it just be like let's have a Super Bowl party, but not actually watch the Super Bowl? This is basically this is basically the that's a good the concept of um, the Puppy Bowl. Except that happens before yes. the Super Bowl. It's it's, it's not yeah, it's not at the exact same time. Got it. Yeah. They're just trying to take advantage of the fact that people are already like getting together and putting on the TV. Um, that's a good question. Nope it's uh it's it's a it has to be a live event and it has to be simultaneous. Okay. So love it. Yeah, it's really it's it sounds like it's contrarian. It's really more about unity, so that we can all go to the same party and watch the thing that we want to watch. I don't believe you, but I'm willing to give it a shot. No, that's uh, that's totally what I have in mind, and I I should say I don't have an idea. Like I don't know what to do with this epi- this with this idea. I, I really just wanted a Super Bowl episode for the SEO. So <laughs> okay, wise. There we, <laughs> there we go. go. Man. Yep, that's all Star Wars was. Yep. Yeah, we hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, and Star Wars is so hot a month after it came out. Yep. Really, Star Wars is always hot. Let's be real. Yeah, it really is. 
especially for pot if people are looking at podcasts anyway uh that's our episode then right sure is cool uh until next time i'm brian perry i am houston bodley and it looks like some more damage that was very star but that's basically it was very Homestar, but basically it's, what it's it is. Not in it's not totally incorrect. No. Yeah. Okay. It's also the perfect underwhelming whimper to finish out <laughs> yes. this podcast. Yes. Much like our Star Wars trilogy and the real life Star Wars saga the sequel trilogy. Wow. Just right. really just a bummer. Okay, bye. 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 When you need to see, don't waste your time on. Don't waste your time on